0: guys welcome to the first episode of we're potting this together the podcast where we review look back on uh i don't know try to relate with try to understand what was going on with those disney channel original movies so uh this is me uh josh and we also have Lori and sammy
1: hi
2: hello Uh, we're watching under wraps The very first official Disney Channel original movie.
0: Okay, when did this come out?
2: 1997.
0: Um, 97?
2: 1997,
0: indeed. Cool. I think I was like... What would I be? Six years old?
1: Yeah, I would have been like six or seven.
0: I was eight. So I didn't really see this movie. I've only seen like parts of it growing up because I was kind of young and we didn't have cable back then. So I just have like little memories of different scenes so this was actually the first time for me to watch the whole movie through
1: i can't remember if i watched this one because i think i'm like getting memories of it confused with memories of hocus pocus because it's like aesthetically they're the same movie it feels like
0: that's kind of weird i got this movie confused with a completely different movie which was what um have you guys ever seen uh Meet the Hendersons, or like Harry Oh meets yeah, the Hendersons.
2: It is very, it is very similar to uh, Harry and Oh, the that's
0: the yeah. John
1: Lithgow one. Yes,
0: um, which came out I think in like 1987 or something like that. A lot earlier than this, um, but yeah, I thought the character of the abominable uh, Bigfoot guy was really similar to the mummy in Under Wraps.
2: They're incredibly similar. I had not... That hadn't occurred to me, but yeah, that's very true.
1: Yeah, the beginning of this reminded me the music sounded very Danny Elf mini, which seemed like they were trying to kind of pass it off as a Tim Burton-ish movie because he would have been big around this time, I think.
0: That's exactly what I got from that opening title sequence. I was like, wow, this is like Tim Burton cool intro.
2: I really liked the intro. I thought for a... 1997 DCOM. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can't say the rest of the movie, like, matched up with it. No.
2: (laughs) No, it's a little more whimsical than, like, the movie actually actually, was.
1: Well, like, true Disney form, too. Like, even though there was a mummy and some, like, guy who faked his death, there was nothing really bad happening. Like, they even kind of, I think set aside the repercussions if they didn't get Harold back to the thing at night. Like, we're just kind of like, oh, you know, bad stuff might happen, but you kind of just could tell nothing really bad was happening.
0: Yeah. This was one of those scary movies that wasn't actually scary.
2: Yeah. I think, so I remember, I vividly remember Under Wraps, I had no confusion with it. Um, But I do remember as a kid being terrified from the opening sequence, I guess because it was, like, a B-horror movie opening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you're a little kid, those um, things
0: really scare you.
2: Yeah, I was eight. Also, around the same time, I was terrified of the movie E.T., so my threshold was very, very low okay, for Okay, I think
0: E.T. scared us all, okay?
2: Did it? Okay, because every time I bring that up, people, like, judge me, so...
0: No, I have nightmares <laughs> about, like my house being taken over by FBI agents or whatever.
1: I didn't see E.T. until I was, like, 19, so safe to say I wasn't scared of it (laughs) at that point.
0: That's probably good. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about that, the first opening scene, which ends up being just a fake movie.
1: I think that part was scarier than the rest of the movie combined.
0: It was. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah, it was terrifying. And, it had, and I remember thinking this whole movie
2: was terrifying because of the impression that scene left on me, but... Well,
1: it has, like, a brief... That actor that was in that part was in other movies, and I can't remember... Uh, the dad is the dad from even. Yes. Two. So it's, oh, like, yeah. the guy who went off to do the most was in this for like half a second. Uh-huh.
0: Um, I'll just say I sympathize most with the uh, nerdy kid...
1: So, like, the whole movie, they kept, like, amping up how weird his mom was, and I was really, really hoping, it ended up getting it fulfilled, that there would be, like, no resolution to it, that you would, like, never meet her, and there was never any real purpose for, like, my mom collects dolls, like, she takes them to the movies. My mom pretends her name is, what was it? (laughs) Esmeralda. Esmeralda. So it's, like, they spent a lot of time being, like, look how weird and crazy his mom is, and then there was just nothing, like, it was just there as, like... A joke, oh, I guess? Like,
0: I mean, but kids love that stuff. Like, just some super random, weird thing in a movie that they don't know what it actually means.
1: Like, the whole time I'm like, okay, this mummy's pretty cool, but I want to meet his mom. Like, let's figure out what's going on there. Like, where's his dad? Like, <laughs> does she think the dolls are his dad? What's going on?
2: Didn't his dad... Didn't they mention his dad at one oh, point? Oh, I must have missed it if he did. I think they... I think they mentioned him, and I was like, how does he... support this clearly mentally ill wife (laughs) and a son who is afraid of everything. Like, this (laughs) poor man. What
0: what kind of environment is this kid growing up in? I mean, that house is pretty weird, but what kind of town is this taking place in? I mean, these kids are just running around the streets.
2: There's that, but also it's the 90s. I ran around the streets in the 90s, too. Okay, true. But what I want to know, was it ever explained why that guy had a fucking mummy in his basement? Didn't he, like, work for a museum, I think? Something like that? Is think... that a thing,
1: though? Do they send mummies home with the employees? <laughs> like, Well, like, the kids just walked straight up into the museum. Like, it was harder for them to get into his basement than the museum later. <laughs> so they're probably like, our security system is super whack. We have, like, one cop checking it out every six hours. Like, you should probably just take this home with you so it can be safe.
0: <clears throat> True, but, like, even then, what was he going to do with it? And why did he only take one of the mummies? Like, was he going to sell it, or...? Or what?
2: Yeah, what were his intentions with this mummy?
0: <laughs> and he doesn't seem very surprised that it came alive. No, not at all.
1: No, it felt like a couple movies put into one. Like, it felt like it was more of, like, a mini-series binge-watched in one sitting. Yeah. Now what I noticed a lot that was different from this than later Disney movies was how many like sexual related jokes there were, like puberty jokes throughout the whole thing, mostly centered around like the Gilbert Galbert, the nerdy kid.
2: Yeah, it kind of made me a little uncomfortable.
1: Um, Amy,
2: the, Amy wears a
1: bra. She sleeps in the nude.
0: A fierce, independent girl who can take care of herself.
2: Yeah, and she's also a little rude. She's super rude. Like, she turned this Todd guy down just because he watched a Mary-Kate and Ashley oh movie God. twice. I know. That was too like, harsh. If, if that's our threshold... <laughs> I
1: looked into it, and when this movie came out... So, Billboard Dad would have come out in 1998. So, it would have been... Uh, it Takes Two came out in 1995, which was like the kind of parent-trappy Olsen movie. Oh
0: my yeah. gosh, which, I love that
1: one. Yeah. Sorry. So, specifically that movie was the one that... He had seen twice.
2: I've seen it more than twice, and so clearly I'm doomed to be forever alone. You're not dateable.
0: Maybe this is why I never had friends (laughs) in elementary. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, I didn't care for Amy. She was kind of a jerk.
1: Yeah. Well, then there's the kid. Also, like... Similarly, no payoff at all was the kid with the rag. Like, aside from him (laughs) seeing the mummy, like, I was like, okay, is the mummy going to, like, spill something and the kid's going to have to wipe it up and they're going to, like, bond? Like, there was no reason for that kid to be there. That kid cracked me up. He
2: also yelled all of his lines, like, just screaming at the top of his lungs. You never know when you're going to have to pick up something!
0: Okay, so they end up breaking into this guy's house after he died, which is kind of weird, Um, and they lose the nerdy kid's glasses and have to go back. But somewhere in between there, the entire sarcophagus falls, and then something happens to bring this mummy alive.
2: Like the moonlight? Yeah. Yeah. Because the the moonlight was streaming on its hand. Got it. And it didn't catch that. Yeah. Which m- makes me wonder, if he was properly stored, and his hand wasn't just sticking on the sarcophagus, would none of this have happened?
0: Yeah, like, what are the rules to that? Like, does this happen every year? Every Halloween? Uh, every 3,000 years? Uh, you, you know... Can you just, like, reanimate mummies with the moonlight? Is that a thing?
1: Well, the other thing I was wondering, there's, like, a part where he's trying to eat um, Marshall's goldfish and, like, just multiple things. Like, I'm pretty sure they took out all of the organs and, like, eyes and stuff of the mummies, right?
0: So, like, I don't know that
1: we're following, like, actual mummy rules in this universe.
0: Okay, but if you think about it, it's kind of gruesome. Like, this dude would smell he would be like this torn existence of a person who's brought back to life and like what what would be going through his head at that time
2: you know the thing that really struck me was the fact that he understood how to use a straw out of a fast food soda cup and i felt like that was a little anachronistic
0: yeah
1: Well, they were also, like, he learned English very quickly. Like, it went from, like, him miming to him suddenly, like, saying English words, like, I don't know, but, like, in mummy voice. Mm Hmm? Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: can we talk about how he's the voice of Patrick from Spongebob? Oh my god!
0: (laughs) As soon as I saw... Okay, I looked that up. I was like, who is this... Who... Who played this guy? And then, looking at his IMDb page this guy was, like, so much of my childhood. Like, Mm -hmm. I had no idea who he was until I looked him up from this movie. Uh, But it made so much sense because his voice and, like, some of the sounds he makes sound so much like Patrick.
2: Yeah. It's because he is Patrick. Well,
0: yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 Also, so, the mummy was also... Played by uh, the mom's boyfriend.
0: Yeah. Interesting Um, twist.
2: Do we feel like that was done on purpose? As some sort of metaphor for this kid having to come to terms with his mom now dating a new person?
0: Definitely. Or was
2: it just budget, budget restrictions? No,
0: I think I went into this movie trying to like find the message because i feel like disney usually has like a message or a theme that they're trying to get across but this one was really clear and it was you know about love and 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 accepting people who love each other and i thought it made so much sense that
2: because isn't that true in life like all of isn't aren't all of our stepdads just mummies in the long run (laughs)
1: I just love how, like, completely cliche the stepdad was. Like, he had a one-syllable name, he said the word buddy a whole bunch, like, he was like, if he got near enough, like, he'd just, like, ruffle some hair and, like, pat him on the back.
0: Okay, that's true, but our main character is kind of a jerk himself. Like, none of the characters are that great in this movie.
1: Yeah, he kept complaining about the stepdad, like, who seemed like he was a little bit too nice, but as far as, like, other stepdad stories, he's like, he's not mean to me, how dare he... I can't believe my mom's I with could understand,
2: him. I could understand if we had some sort of backstory mm-hmm. on what his actual biological father is like. Yeah, perhaps, Perhaps his biological father is a really great guy, and he was not okay with the divorce, and he's just like, this is a you're not my dad situation, and that's why he's rebelling. But we don't know anything about his dad. His dad could have been an abusive jerk and his mom got out of a really bad situation. Yeah, I think the only
1: real explanation we got about his actual dad was like since the divorce, he's not around anymore. Like parents divorce, he's like, Okay, I'm out of here, and like didn't care to see his son at all anymore.
2: Which just makes him sound like a huge jerk, and so this kid should be grateful that his mom was with an actual cool guy now. <laughs> I don't know. The only character
0: I liked
1: was Gilbert. I thought he
0: was adorable. I
1: would love just a whole Gilbert movie, like with him and his mom, like buddying it up, like in a weird roommate situation.
0: I knew I liked him as soon as he said his favorite movie was The Sound of Music. (laughs) (laughs) It's got dancing, it's got singing, it's got Nazis.
1: Yeah, the Nazi, like, mentioned, was just like, it has everything you want in a movie.
0: I know. I, know. I was like, <laughs> All right, is that what you want? Okay.
1: But also, he
2: said that the Nazis don't sing and dance, and that's not true. true. Yeah. Rolf totally sings and dance, and he was a Nazi.
0: I am 16, go around so... Okay.
1: <laughs> exactly. I told
0: you it's my favorite movie.
1: <laughs> the movie they went and saw was, like, a horror movie, but it was named Warhead. So it was, like, a horror war movie, it sounded like.
2: Which was... It didn't seem like a war movie. No, it
1: didn't. It seemed like a like a slasher movie. But the title of it seemed like... Maybe it wasn't Warhead. It was something like that, though. I love when... So right after he went to the Dairy Freeze, not Dairy Queen, and got his drink, he went to the hospital where he, like, left a trail of weird mummy wrap and there was the weird nurse guy or whatever who found it and just decided to pick it up and pull on it because that's what you do at a hospital. Why
2: was, why was nobody concerned that there was a mummy walking around
1: Well, hospital? one of them made, like, a burn victim joke. Yeah. And then they all just started screaming and ran away, so.
0: I, that's a common theme in this movie. Like, as soon as people will, everyone's obli- oblivious to what he is. Until they look him right in the face, and then everyone in the room starts screaming.
1: And then running, including the, like, weird disco lady that was like, oh, this dude's dressed to the nines, like, random disco lady in the town.
0: (laughs) Can we just talk how, when I was a kid, I thought mummies were a big deal. Like, I thought I was gonna have to deal with mummies. (laughs) You know, Scooby-Doo, this movie, and The Mummy, the movie... I guess, you know, I was really worried. Definitely love the, like, mood that they have here. It's, like, not too scary. It's not, like, super cheesy, but it's pretty funny and laughable. Like, there were a ton of scenes where I found myself just, like, completely laughing.
2: I thought it was a... Yeah, it was a pretty funny movie. It was pretty well done in its comedic timing, for sure. Yeah, I really like the idea that this mummy is just a hopeless romantic.
1: Yeah, I was going for, like, a mummy-mom. Like, not romance, but they could, like, cure their heartbreak together.
2: That would have been nice if they had just, like, a moment, like... Like, I get you. Together. Yeah.
0: Instead, we have that really awkward moment where the mom looks at yeah. him directly yeah. and, like, sees him moving and still believes it's, like, a doll.
1: Well, and then she asks the kid, like, oh, you got a new prop. Like, this kid is buying what seems to be very expensive Halloween props with money and then, like, bringing them into his bedroom without her noticing.
0: Oh my god. Like, something like that would be thousands of dollars. I had the same note written down, who is funding
2: this kid's horror movie prop collection?
0: uh and then not to mention this guy would smell like
1: No, see they put the cologne on it so you couldn't tell.
0: Oh, right. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and she
2: was she was just like, "Oh, you should really clean your room. It smells in here." I would be like, "What on earth do you have hiding under your bed <laughs> that makes it smell like a 3,000-year-old dead man in here?" I know boys can get smelly but that's a little extra. It's like she hasn't,
1: like, spoken to him or been near him and long enough for him to just, like, fill his room with all these props.
0: Yeah.
2: But also, his room looked relatively clean. Like, it was, it was tidy at the very least.
0: Um, what I do notice is that the mom seems to be a little distant herself. Like, where is, where are these kids' parents all week?
1: They'd probably just spend all their time meeting up for their, like, weekly movie doll parties, I guess. Like, we didn't know anything about Amy's family, did we?
2: No, nothing. Oh, no, her mom's the real estate agent who has the key to the house, which, why didn't they just use the key to get in? I know she
1: said, like, they're, yeah, that's stupid.
0: It is pretty stupid.
1: And what about Bruce, the random... Like, was it a ghost shop, like a magic shop, or like a joke shop, or like a horror movie store?
0: It was the, like, completely necessary magic bookstore where, like, all the answers are held, and they have a book exactly (laughs) what you're looking for, like, (laughs) when you're dealing with mummies.
2: Yeah, it felt very small town, which is why I feel like it was a little convenient that there was a book that had the exact answer... (laughs) that they needed for this mummy who clearly was transported from elsewhere like the mummy didn't get mummified in normal town, Illinois yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like yeah, like the mummy exhibits are a huge deal, like touring around the US, like you're not just gonna come across a mummy they just made a
1: stop in Iowa where the guy yeah. was like storing it in his basement for a second
0: yeah Whatever. He's on loan.
1: And there was the part, uh, so, like, after all the dancing and stuff, we come to find out that the guy with the mummy had faked his own death so he could then sell it, I guess? Because, you know, like, after the guy died, they'd be like, oh, well, we've just lost the mummy thing now, we don't need to figure out where that is. Like, I wasn't really sure how that whole thing was happening.
0: Yeah, our, the villain isn't really explained. Is he, like, a Russian mobster? I, what is he really doing? Like, his crimes went from not paying for his newspaper for a while to shooting, like, aiming a gun at a kid's face.
1: The gun thing really threw me off. Like, I definitely don't think that would be in, like, a post-2000 Disney movie.
0: Oh, totally. I loved how uh, all these ladies were, like, looking at Harold like, oh, who's this six foot five guy walking around in platform. <laughs>
1: like, guys, we need a disguise for Harold. Let's put him in a disco outfit and high-heeled shoes.
0: This will really work. <laughs> He'll really blend in.
1: No, we should cover his face with to make it inconspicuous. A sparkly scarf.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I think the thing was they went to the clothing store and they were like, we need your cheapest clothes. And the cheapest clothes were the 70s. Retro disco album. Because Marshall spent so. all of his money
1: on his, like, thousands of dollars worth of horror movie memorabilia. And I feel like the last half of the movie really fell apart. Like, the first half of the movie I really enjoyed. And then, once the, like, conflict happened, it just wasn't... It was confusing enough that I couldn't make myself care about what was happening. Because I just didn't get it. And also,
2: it just wasn't compelling. Um, and it didn't really make a lot of sense. Like, the, the guys that were after The Mummy... Why were the kids concerned that they would also come after them?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that part where he, they're leaving the party, and all of these guys are chasing them, and they're chasing them for the mummy, and yes. he's holding the doors, and all the kids like, they're screaming, and they're crying because they have to leave them behind, and they're like, go, go, they're going to get us, too. Why would they get the kids, too? They like, don't care. They just yeah, want this mummy. Yeah, they
2: what are, are they concerned that these are, like, if we get between them and the mummy, they're just gonna murder us? Like, what? I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, I also didn't
1: get, like, so if Harold didn't get put back in the sarcophagus by midnight, he would turn to dust. But, like, if he's in the sarcophagus, he's, like, deactivated or whatever. Like, I don't understand, like, what the difference between him being turned to dust and, like... I guess there were
2: some like I was wondering the same thing like is it really the end of the world if he gets turned to dust he's already dead
0: yeah so is it like every Halloween he has to wake up again just to see uh, this Cleopatra character uh, or is like love of his life so he has to wake up every year and see that or just every once in a while like why is that important there really wasn't a resolve like nothing ended with it.
1: Yeah, like he got back in the sarcophagus and then we find out that Amy and Marshall are meant to be together.
0: I thought it was a little weird that she's so much taller than him, though.
1: I think that's pretty normal, though, because, like, girls grow sooner.
0: That always weirded me out, though, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I
1: like that they were realistic with it. Like, the kids right. looked like kids who would be in your neighborhood, and they didn't look like they were, like, 30-year-olds pretending to be 14.
0: Oh yeah, that was great. They seem like really genuine kids, and like they were having fun with this movie. Um, <laughs> they all ended up getting like pummeled to death by very light seeming poles. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The only real notable thing about the monsters is that they were wearing like jackets from the ice cream factory. That this like they needed an entire warehouse to do this like weird mummy trading
0: yeah, they, that's how they got around with the ice truck. Uh, that's where they, like, originally took the sarcophagus.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like the resolution between, like, the mom and Marshall, too. Like, there was a point where he was like, I think if you love somebody, you should just be with them. Or something to that effect. And I was really hoping he, like, stopped talking and then did this weird, like, freeze frame almost that I thought was just gonna end with him, like, weeping at the camera knowingly.
0: Oh yeah. I was kind of waiting for that scene, and I got a little teary-eyed. It was really cute.
2: I had a problem with it because earlier in the movie, Amy says, your mom's new boyfriend, as if this is a new relationship, and then Marshall just straight up says, marry him.
1: Like, calm down, (laughs) I think, like, at that age, though, he's like either kids just don't understand like, oh, you're you're hanging out, you should probably get married, because that's what grown-ups do, or if it was more like, his mom was trying not to get too serious with this guy, but that was his like, okay, you can go study. Or whatever the adult equivalent of that is.
2: I guess. I mean, I think it would also be weird if you're like, alright, date him for a few months and then
0: see where it goes. Yeah, like, at this point, uh, uh, he wasn't he didn't know how he felt about Ted like he had never really talked to him I guess so it's like they haven't really talked or anything and now he's saying it's okay to marry him go ahead
1: Well, it seemed like the divorce was super recent but then there was a couple things that made it seem like mom had had a few boyfriends already like she moved on instantly but like Marshall was very like stuck on like I don't really know what the whole thing there was like the time frame was really weird
2: it was very strange
0: So what do you guys think, is this like, this is just entertainment for kids, right? Like, they're not educating kids, they're not, like, necessarily having a strong message, like, a positive message, aside from, like, let your mom marry whoever.
1: (laughs) Just tell your mom to, like, marry up quick. I guess, like, if anything, it's, like, opposite educational, because they really, like, this isn't what mummies are like. Like, mummies are... Organless, like, blood sucked out of them, like.
2: So this... I think... Yeah. Oh, I was just
1: gonna say, it's also
2: incredibly medically inaccurate. I was highly disturbed by the scene in which they were, um... What's the word? The shocky thing? With, yeah, the shock. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. there's a word for it. De- oh defi- my god. Def- defibrillators. No, like <laughs> <there's- laughs> yeah, the defibula- <laughs> defibrillators. Defibrillators. When they were defibrillating the mummy. Um, and they were like, he has no pulse, but he's clearly moving his head. Like, they they think he's dead. Well, obviously, he is dead. But,
1: like, is nobody concerned that he's still, like, responding? Yeah, they're like, oh, we can't tell how to, like, find a pulse. It's fine, let's just shock him a couple of times.
2: Um... I was just disturbed. I was very disturbed at what goes on in this
1: hospital. So, if we were going to give this movie a rating amongst your other experience with Disney Channel original movies, from 1 to 10, yeah. where what would you give this? I'd give it about a 6.5. Really? I think I would go more, like, I was thinking, like, 3 or 4. Like, I feel like, I don't know if it's because I didn't see this when I was a kid, but I feel like the one that I did see as a child, like... I cared more about what happened, or they had better plot lines, but I also would have been, like, ten, so my idea of a better plot line was pretty flimsy.
0: Hmm. I don't know either. I mean, I came into this with really low expectations, (laughs) so this actually surprised me. I was gonna give it a six, because I, you know, I was entertained, I had fun, and I laughed.
1: I think if, like, the first half of the movie and, like, the second half of the movie. Like, the second half just lost me. Like, I had trouble getting through it.
2: I agree the first half of the movie was much better than the second half. Mm.
1: Um,
2: but I was highly entertained by at least the first half of the movie.
0: Um. I think from this movie, I could definitely tell that Disney gets kids. Does that make sense?
2: I think Disney in this era really got kids. I have some problems with Disney and its current incarnation.
0: Yeah. Um, But the jokes they were making, I, I, like, some of the jokes, I was like, oh yeah, I feel the same way. But then I was like, do I feel the same way because I grew up on Disney?
1: Well, I think it's, (laughs) it's funny to compare, like, Disney at this time to Nickelodeon at this time, too, because Nickelodeon was a lot of, like stuff that kids enjoyed, but there was also a lot of very inherent, like, you know, like, Rockwood's Modern Life and that sort of thing, where it's, like, very, very adult and very crass. Whereas this one, like, aside from the weird, like, blue humor with Amy, like, it was jokes for kids. Like, it's not a movie for adults to also enjoy. Like, I think adults would like it, but it was, like, clearly, like, for the kid audience completely.
0: What I noticed, uh, the production was done by Hallmark. Which, it made so much sense. Looking back, I'm like, yes, okay. This has all the qualifications of a Hallmark movie. Let's talk about the real world rating.
1: Oh, yes. I almost forgot. So, like, as far as if this were to go up against literally any other non-TV movie, I think it would be, like, (laughs) maybe a two. Because I feel like there's worse That exists within... That we're going to encounter on our Disney Channel original movie journey. But... I I think it'd be pretty low.
0: Honestly, I'm giving this a solid four. I've seen some superhero movies lately that have worse villains than in this movie. (laughs) So, I think it's pretty good.
2: I'd say if I had... If I were... To go to see this movie in the movie theater... Uh... I would still have been kind of entertained. I'd give it maybe a three and a half.
0: Cool. So, I mean, it's not a bad movie. And looking back, there wasn't anything about it that was disagreeable or, you know, offensive or distasteful.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, you guys. Thank you for listening to this week of We're Potting This Together. Next week, we'll be taking a look at You Lucky Dog. Starring Kirk Cameron. If you have any questions or comments or any memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movies, be sure to send it to potinthistogether at gmail.com. And you can also check out the other social media links in the description. Thanks!